Welcome to Bedknobs and Broom Flicks, the podcast that talks about witches, man witches, warlocks, sorcerers, and other magic practitioners in movies, television, comic books, books, and just about everything. We also talk about heroic and just plain awesome animals as our favorite familiars and witches in history. Sorry, this show will include spoilers. You've been warned. My name is Jane of the Wasteland. <laughs> I like that. My name is Linda, but this week you can call me Linda Cheesy Legs. <laughs> I'm the last of the cheese teeth. <laughs> Clan cheese teeth. <laughs> yeah. I, I have an image of you walking around on cheese whiz legs right now. They're just like melting. Like the Hi, Michelin anybody want to draw that? Can somebody draw that for me? <laughs> You're like, wow, ew. We're melting the sun. Not and cheese gets sticks, but. Yeah, no, the actual cheese whiz. Like, you, you don't get cheese sticks. You get cheese whiz. Like, like a, a, an orangey yellow yeah. uh, Michelin che- man. Is cool. it like cheese product or something? Yeah. <laughs> cheese cheese product. <laughs> oh. oh. Yeah, that just that took me off guard. Anyways, <laughs> uh, so today we are going to be um, reviewing Queen of Shadows, the second book in the Throne of Glass series um, by Sarah J. Moss. And um, this is going to be an episode where when I say, sorry, this show will contain spoilers, I'm going to do my best to not spoil beyond <laughs> Queen of Shadows because I'm currently on book five. <laughs> And Linda, I think, is on book three right now. So I'm just like, I I know what's happened, but I can't say it. <laughs> well, we're we're on Crown of Midnight. <laughs> so let's keep it to Crown of Midnight. <laughs> I'm sorry, Crown of Midnight. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just <fuck> <laughs> Can we start over? <laughs> I, also, I have a... Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you about why I said that in a second, because I do want to include that. Fuck <laughs> me. Okay. Cut it out, Donnie. Cut it out. <laughs> okay. Damn it. Sorry, Donnie. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. I believe I speak for Donnie when I say, oh, it stays in. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, fuck you. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, no, it, it can't stand because I'm going to re-record this. <laughs> I'm going to say, today we are looking at Crown of Midnight. <laughs> and I'm going to try really hard not to spoil anything beyond Crown of Midnight because I am on the fifth book right now. <laughs> I, I was thinking, well, that's a strange dedication. But <laughs> like, I'm not going to spoil anything beyond the final book. <laughs> no, the final book is um, Kingdom of Ash. <laughs> so, like, yeah. no. Um, the, the reason I did mention, uh, so uh, there has been talk. Uh, this is something that I've been aware of. I think in 2019, 2018, where the rights to make the series into a TV so- TV show Ooh. by Hulu um, had been bought. And it was going to be called Queen of Shadows, but as oh. of now, there's no further updates besides a director being attached. So, and the oh. Queen of Shadows is the third book. I get the order of the books confused sometimes, since 
Yeah. <laughs> but is it? Uh, no, no. Uh, third one is air. Air of fire, isn't it? That's what I'm on. Okay, it is. Yeah, you're right. It is air of fire, and then it's queen of shadows, and um, that's the one that I'm on, which I seriously cannot remember. I just know I'm on the fifth one. It's kind um, of like I honestly like can't remember the um the exact order of the Game of Thrones books sometimes, even though I've read all of them right now. It's like, eh, this one happens. Just tell me when I'm on the next one. <laughs> this is gonna be a fun <laughs> review. <laughs> I'm seriously being like, I'm fine today. Like Linda might be out of it right now, but no. <laughs> I fucked up. <laughs> oh. God damn That's me. Okay. It's an uh, interesting episode. Ah, <laughs> uh, gas leak. <laughs> uh, I even wrote up an entire synopsis so that people could, who um, could know, like, just a reminder of what happened in the first one. And um, I think we agree the reason that we're skipping the first one is because there's really not a lot of witch activity in there. There's a uh, evil beast that our heroine ends up slaying. Uh, which I'll give in the whole um, write-up. I'm just so like, uh, God damn it, I got the wrong title. Um, <laughs> that's going to haunt me for a while. Um, <laughs> but it just, it it's very, um, so again, brief synopsis of Throne of Glass, which is the first one. Uh, Selena Sardothian, which <sighs> there is an entire list of how to pronounce these names. <laughs> and you might need it. <laughs> uh, she is an 18 year old assassin she has been a slave in the mines of Endovir um, for the past year when she is taken from the camp by Kaol Westfall who is the captain of the Royal Guard and part of the best bromance relationship to Prince Dorian <laughs> yes <girl>. yes <laughs> the bromance is real and he's like what 19 or something like that yeah they're all I mean and she's 18 yeah, it's like the 18, 19 year olds. It's this is this this book also sits with um other works by Sarah J. Moss in the young adult section. Mm-hmm. Which um although uh I <laughs> argue against the uh uh was it the Court of uh Thorns? Yeah, uh, Court of Thorns and Ro- uh, Roses uh, Thorns and Roses. Yeah, I, I that would, one up I too. I would argue yeah. that not being appropriate for a young adult, but I mean, I read a lot of shit, so I, when I was a young adult, so I mean, uh, yeah. In the end, I was like, oh, stuff. it's like, oh, should this really be in the young adult section? I was seeing it going, like, yeah, like I, I read the Sleeping Beauty trilogy by Anne Rice when I was mm-hmm. fifteen, so. Maybe oh, she yeah. just understands that we're ahead of the curve. <laughs> I think I was 17, but I was reading Anne Rice when I was 15. So oh, yeah. I remember being in um, French class and my I had a really, really, really awesome French teacher. But I was reading one of her Mayfair Witches books. And uh, I think it might have been La- or Asher or Lasher or whatever. Um Anyway, so I was reading it during class, and my my teacher says, oh, you should not be reading in, in class unless you are learning French. And I said, well, I'm learning French, like, <clears throat> menage a trois. <laughs> he goes, oh, keep reading, keep reading. <laughs> well, that, uh... I love Monsieur Osterman. Oh. <laughs> 
Good stuff. That that could go to some totally different ways, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! With him, it was like I'm not going to touch that with a ten foot pole. <laughs> Just you do. Oh, you. that's actually how my English teacher reacted when I told her I was reading Story of O in tenth grade. <laughs> not going there <laughs> although to be fair i was like maybe one of a handful of kids who was actually reading a book <laughs> during like uh, okay. the silent reading time that we had at that time yeah like, uh, i i wish we i was joking and i wish i was being like all snarky but i really am not that was probably one of the sadder things <laughs> <laughs> well it's weird for me because i uh first through uh kindergarten i went to one of the top schools in um i think it was supposed to be one of the top 100 schools in the nation so we took studying very very seriously but then i moved up to uh stockton unfortunately and uh and it was like what the hell is this like you guys only have 12 math questions for homework what the hell (laughs) 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 but then you know i i saw people well i saw like other kids not giving a fuck and just um you know trying to cheat off my test and stuff and i was like what the fuck is going on yeah i was gonna say it's like you got a taste of the real world there (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i feel like i I mean, I tested really, really well. Like, I, I think I, I tested in the top, um, uh, the top ten percent in like the uh, California Achievement Test. But then, uh, you know, I, I still like always felt stupid, and like compared to all these other kids, and these kids were getting like, um, you know, their parents were paying for tutoring and uh, Kumon, and uh, and you know, all these like diehard kids just like studying and working their asses off and then i go up to stockton i'm like i'm a fucking genius <laughs> i uh, the part of me that's during that story scene we're like donnie could edit that little story you just told it and <laughs> point and make it sound so horrible <laughs> in so many different ways i saw these other kids and i thought i'm a genius <laughs> <laughs> or you can say or you can say i saw these other kids and i always felt stupid <laughs> <laughs> or you can just come in with his own commentary on like, yeah, no, she was stupid or something. <laughs> you can do it, anything. Don't give him ideas. <laughs> That's a bad Jane. <laughs> I am an evil person. <laughs> Anyways, oh, back to the little story of the bromance. I think I stopped at bromance. <laughs> so yes, you've got a group of young adults and the reason that uh, she's being pulled out of the uh, slave mines is because the king of Endovia is holding a competition to have the king's champion to carry out his own personal assassinations um, in secret. And he, of course, has like all of his um, members of court, including his son, Dorian, um, uh, pick their own champions and Dorian picks um, Selena. And of course, you know, of course you have, you know, these 23 rich assholes pick dangerous criminals and tell them to fight each other, you know, in order to gain to the their death. freedom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's what and we do. He picked her because she was the what was it the um the assassin of She has the Adder, or... Yeah, she she's like the best assassin in the um in the kingdom like she has a reputation that basically she's the one if you need a job done she'll get it done and she and this is 
again, I'm so trying not to spoil so much. <laughs> um, <laughs> but she was only captured um, last uh, pre in a, a year um, prior to the book starting. And they even make a note of it in the first book that um, she almost escaped and got to the wall um, yeah. to free herself. Like an inch? Yeah. Away, I think. Well, and no. she kind of alludes to in the book that she could have gone away. Um, yeah. And she could have if she really wanted to or something like that. Yeah, that's, that's kind of... But there's... I mean, the years in the mines really do just mess with her i mean she talks about some really damaging things that she sees that would be damaging to her mentally and were clearly damaging mm -hmm. to the people she saw being hurt including her own physical torment that she went through so she's there's a lot of background that i'm again i'm i'm teetering on how much but this her time in the slave mines does play a large role in her overall character um for a good chunk of um the series so just keep in mind that is not a spoiler. That's just something that when you go through that much trauma, that's something that's important. So she's and it gives her a love for chocolate cake. <laughs> <laughs> well, she loves all the fine things. I mean, she even talks about mm -hmm. how she used to just fill her own special apartment that she got with jewels and fancy dresses and like all these just riches beyond all belief. Cause she makes good money as an assassin. Yeah. Um, and so during the competition, she meets a couple of interesting characters. She and the prince have a little chase um, makeout session a couple of times, and they end up breaking that off. Um, and she kills a monster. Um, she finds out that there's a uh, secret passageway. This will play into the second book, so this I'm at least not giving away. There's a secret <laughs> passageway that leads to the original ancestors of the kingdom. And a really lovely door knocker that reminds me of a cross between yes. the two door knockers from the labyrinth. Yes, <laughs> what would happen totally. if those two had a baby? <laughs> a really sarcastic, <laughs> obnoxious, talkative baby. <laughs> what was it? I, I just read something recently. I can't remember where it was from, but I, I think it might have been a tweet. It was saying, um, you approach two two door knockers. One says one of us tell, always tells the truth and one of us always lies. And the other door knocker says, come on, Bob, that was one time. <laughs> Just let it go already. <laughs> I love that. Sorry. That's okay. I'm, I'm like, I'm going kind of off my own script of like what I had written, mm -hmm. but at the same time, I'm trying to get the points across from the first one. Um, and to, to be fair, there's a lot of, like, um, Kaol is also, um, the head of the, the captain of the Royal Guard is also clearly has feelings for her, but it's sort of a distant, cold sort of relationship because he does acknowledge that she's very dangerous, whereas Prince Dorian is, um, has that playboy reputation that kind of likes that sense of danger. And I should point out, because I don't want any of them to sound, they both are nice gentlemen. They're not... Mm -hmm. So that's one of the things where, whereas, you know, the king is clearly a total douchebag and so is his um, other favorite um, courtier, Duke Parrington, who is an absolute total asshole. And yeah. so is the assassin he chooses, who ends up being... And he comes back. Oh, yeah. No, he comes back. Um, he frames the girl who is trying to win Dorian's affe um, affections and 
Caltain is, I really want to pronounce Caitlin every time I read it, but he ends up framing her, which that it's important to remember that even though she doesn't appear for a little bit later on um, in the second and book. she's supposed to marry him, isn't she? Um, yeah, she's, she's, yeah, she's engaged to Parrington, but she's trying to, like, throughout the book, you can see she's trying to weasel her way into, like, having Dorian notice her. It's, yeah. you know, that I'm just trying to get my step up. I'm here with you. But, oh, if the prince notices me, you have to step aside because obviously the prince is, you know, top mm. brass. That's, I think that that's her plan, but she's, she's your basic court girl, you know. <laughs> she's your, yeah, your basic and, like, the basic... Well, I, I I hate to use this term, but like the young adult basic bitch. <laughs> yeah. just like, I was about to say that this is a basic court girl. <laughs> I don't know what to tell her. She's, you know, she, she's the girl in the high school that that sees you as competition and wants to fuck with you, and like she's gonna do whatever she can to dethrone you. No, I I think I got the perfect because I just realized who she reminded me of when um I remember the book um she's Marguerite. From Ever After, she's the um, meter <laughs> sister of the two stepsisters. <laughs> where everything she does does kind of self sabotage herself, but <laughs> she's, she understands court life. <laughs> That's what I imagine right now. I don't know if you've seen Ever After, but she reminds me of Marguerite from Ever After. <laughs> no, but I'm familiar with the character. Oh, you should watch that. That's one of my. It's, I don't like a lot of chick flicks, but that's one of my favorite chick flicks to watch is Ever After with Drew Barrymore. Oh, actually, no, I've seen it a long, long time ago, like when it first came out. Watch it again. Trust me, it's it's worth watching again in my mind. I like. I turn that on every so often when I just need something to like veg out to. Yeah, but, I've heard from a lot of people that that's like the the perfect chick flick. Yeah, it's a perfect chick flick where I think even girls who don't like chick flicks can actually enjoy that. And I like Drew Barrymore. I mean, what's not to like? I have no problems with her. I have hmm. no, no issues at all. And when uh, I was a kid, I used to get confused for her because we were in Southern California and like, oh, I would think that I was her, like, uh, a la, uh, what was it, Firestarter? <laughs> like, yeah, don't make me angry. <laughs> this is where Donnie comes in and goes that's because you started fires <laughs> I really just want, I like I know it's be evil to say but I kind of want side commentary <laughs> hi Donnie <laughs> I'm hi, making Donnie. I'm putting evil thoughts in here <laughs> no Donnie was the one who was all about destruction <laughs> me not so much but I'm sorry and then he says uh, no I wasn't <laughs> um the other girl that we probably should mention from the first book is uh Nehemia and yeah. she is a princess Nehemia she's from a neighboring kingdom that is trying to rebel against um Alderland um, which is this uh, kingdom um, that is that run by um, King Dorian the first, and then mm-hmm. obviously Prince Dorian the <laughs> second. So, uh, and she um, she's my, one of my favorite characters because uh, she's very knowledgeable in mm-hmm. um, these magical things called word keys, which is going to play a big role because there is magic in this. Okay, but I've the, got to ask: Is it word or weird? Because it's I'm, either word or weird. I, I, I go back and forth, forth when I read it. It might actually be weird, because it does kind of weird read like weird sisters. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But I, 
I want to call it the word. <laughs> the bird is the word key. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the bird keys. But I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I, but the other reason I love her is that uh, she comes from this foreign land. Uh, she doesn't speak the language, um, but uh, Selena does. And she also notices that... Um, uh, Nahemia is faking that she doesn't speak the language. <laughs> she, like she, she doesn't speak it fluently, but she does know when people are talking about her behind her back. Like, um, Caltain is saying like stuff about her and, you know, kind of that dirty foreigner sort of thing. She's like, yeah, I, bitch, I, I know what you're trying to say to me. <laughs> so, and I love her character because she's clearly very clever and she cares about her people. And that's yeah. she's there trying to broker peace, but at the same time, as you learn in the second book, she's trying to find a way to overthrow the king. Um, and a lot of it has to, and there's a lot of different reasons because you have to understand uh, the last thing that should be mentioned that's mentioned in the first book is that at one point there was magic, and he was able, the king was able to eradicate it, and he punishes anyone who holds books on the subject. So that's that's both kind of a lot of the first and a little bit of the second um, played into it. Oh, and also uh, before Selena was sent to her slave prison, the love of her life, Sam, was murdered. So that also yeah. that that stays with her for a long, long time. <laughs> so yes, I, I think again, I'm trying so hard not to say anything. <laughs> There's one character that doesn't come back up in the second book that comes up in the first one who I really want to come back, and it's Knox Owen, one of the um, other uh, king, other champions that's playing to be the king's champion. And it's when the other champions are getting murdered. Uh, she hints to him, going like, hey, you got to get the F out of here because something really messed up is going on, and it's not a simple you know, somebody's coming to the nine killing you, like, this is, these are grotesque murders, and he mm -hmm. escapes. Because most of these guys are former criminals, and they're promised their freedom if they become the champion. And lots of money, and they need to be an assassin, but then after you serve four years as an assassin, you're free. Which leads into the second book, is she has won, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> and now she is the king's champion, and she has to follow through on all of the assassinations that he wants and there and you go he threatens her yeah because he knows that the king knows that she has both feelings for um dorian and kaol she's broken off with dorian and they're still friends and obviously as well uh nahemia should become basically her best friend which she needs right now because <laughs> yeah well to be fair you're being sent off to kill a bunch of um people um, and uh, he pretty much tells her, like at the end of the first book, that if you don't, if you don't uh, kill the people I tell you to kill, then I I am going to kill uh, Nehemia and her family. I'm going to kill uh, Kale, mm -hmm. and basically everybody you love, except for maybe my own son, because yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the king does have a second heir. Yeah, the has, little uh, shit brother. <laughs> the spoiled brother. His, his yeah. mother and his brother, uh, Dorian's mother and brother, are two of the least affected. <laughs> like, they are the least interesting characters in the entire book. The mother's basically kind of like, la, la, la. Like, she is, <laughs> like, at first I thought she was also being drugged. 
<laughs> I was like, is she just kind of like just being less like, no, this is probably just her life. And then she's spoiling the shit out of her youngest son. So it's like, yeah. And he's turning into yeah. like a little snot. Yeah. You kind of want to just smack the, the little brother around a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm even trying to like remember his name. I think it's like, um, Hostin oh. or something. It's just one of those like spoiled boy names. Spoils lines. <laughs> um, okay, now I've got to look it up. Damn it. <laughs> it's okay. I'll keep talking. So what's happening secretly, of course, in the uh, second book is she's not really killing the enemies, the king's enemies. She's kind of having them fake their deaths and disappear and tell them, hey, the king's kind of coming after you. Um, and at the time she is sent to kill a suspected rebel leader named Archer Finn, who he actually succeeds with that one in the end, if you think about it. <laughs> but not under the it's a lot Holland. of Holland. Holland, that's what it is. I don't know what I'm thinking of Hostin or Holland. Yeah, Holland. I'm gonna think Holland Oates. Holland. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> But in the second book, we also get the introduction to our first witch. And there will be many more witches. I am just going to say that because that really, I don't think, should count as much of a spoiler. Because she is definitely not the only one. And her name is Baba Yellowlegs. Yeah. And I cannot wait to read more about the the other witches in the, the third book. Yeah. And Baba Yellowlegs, um, there's a traveling carnival that comes to the castle grounds and um they're uh they're asked to come for um because holland is coming back from school uh, he's uh, yeah Um, he's he's just i mean i i call it spoiled kids (laughs) spoiled kid life (laughs) yeah so the uh the king says oh i want to celebrate holland coming home and we're gonna have a carnival I, I clearly favor one of my sons over the other, even though the oldest one is still technically heir to the throne. <laughs> because, you know, birth order and shit. But he's starting to think for himself, so fuck that kid. <laughs> yeah, Dorian in this book really comes, like, he definitely has a level of intelligence in the first one, but it's starting to shine through in the second one, and um, spoiler because Dorian clearly doesn't die at the end of this one. It's he clearly is incredibly talented um, and really intelligent. Right. Um, and he's starting to show some magical abilities. <laughs> yeah, it, and it's weird though because uh, Nehemia just kind of uh, her last words to him. She dies, by the like... way, before you say her last words to him, she ends up getting murdered. Um, yeah, sorry. That's a huge plot point too. But yeah, another she tells one him for something friends like gets murdered. Yeah, <laughs> but she tells him something like she'll be there when, like, when he needs it. He needs the help, and that he's got a lot of uh, something like uh, he's got a lot of power sleeping within him. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm sorry. Continue. Oh yeah, no, no, no. It's um that's something that I I can't really spoil because that's something I don't know yet. Is um the subtle reveal that Dorian has magic, so clearly yeah. not something isn't completely locked up, um the way that it should be, and he um 
is able to freeze things, which is an interesting power and something to keep in mind as we go further into the other books. Again, trying really hard not to spoil anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you've got a lot of different things going on because you've got her trying to investigate uh, another series of killings and trying to figure out who killed uh, Nehemia. You've got mm -hmm. the uh, room where the um, original ancestors of the kingdom lay, Gavin and uh, okay, I'm going to try really hard. <laughs> you got this. <laughs> I believe in you. Well, now I'm trying to remember which one it is now. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I've got them all written down. I'm just like, ah, oh, god damn it. <laughs> she, wasn't her name something like Elena? Yeah, it's like, um, I want to say. Selena, but. It's probably, it's, I think it is pronounced Elena, though I'm probably going to be horribly corrected later on. It's. It include a pronunciation guide because I've had to look a lot of these up and like I am going to mispronounce all of these and <laughs> they find out that um they're the magical um I'm going to say weird now the weird marks and the weird keys and the weird gates um they're basically they're part of unlocking the magic that's been locked away and okay, so I'm like, I'm getting now into the points where it's like, <laughs> yeah, this is me. Like, this is gonna be like the hardest thing I've ever had to talk about because it's like, I know too much. <laughs> <laughs> and Jane, um, you knew too much. <laughs> yeah, I know too much. Uh, Elena <laughs> Galathinius Havillard. Yep, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the wiki. <laughs> Don't spoil it for yourself. No, Anyways. I'm, I'm trying not to. I'm just looking at the characters. Okay. <laughs> okay, sorry. No, it's okay. So she, it's, she's trying to figure out uh, Nehemia's um, request is to save her people and save all the other people. But, you know, Selena's kind of in a selfish sort of mo mode still where she's yeah. like, I just want to finish my years here, take my money. And go live far, far away from this fucking place. <laughs> and eat some know. cake. Yeah, and eat lots of cake. <laughs> well, she gets lots of cake. I mean, she she now basically has the run of the area almost, except for probably mm -hmm. everybody's still watching her. <laughs> oh, and um, we should mention that that um, interesting door knocker Mort. from uh, yeah, from the first one. He now starts talking, and she's like, "What the shit? When did you start talking?" And he's like, "Oh, well, I could always talk. I just didn't want to talk to you." As I said, I he is the, he is the annoyed love child of the door knockers from Labyrinth. I love him, and he's you know it's. So she there's a couple things that she's not. She wants to. She she has to figure out a she has to solve a um okay restarting because we gotta get back to the witch I'm like okay let's yeah. get back to the witch so this carnival comes and there's a witch there and she's advertising herself as a fortune teller and first mm -hmm. she talks to Dorian and you know because he's trying to get a handle on what this magic is that he has without revealing it and Ooh, but he, at first they're all kind of like what the shit I thought witches were all gone because mm -hmm. uh. The King of Adderlin, Dorian's dad, he basically um, killed off all magic and outlawed it. Mm -hmm. But um, here's this witch that they they even said, like, I thought that all the, the witches were, like, 
uh, were gone and took to the wind. But Bobby Yellow Legs is like, nope, no bitches, I'm right here. Nope. <laughs> nope. And I'm <laughs> every time. Okay, every time I take a deep breath, that's me going. Ah, spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're not going to go too into that, but she just like showed them her legs because she's like, yeah, I'm Bobo Yellow Legs. And they're like, well, that could just be tight or mm-hmm. something. And then she snaps down her uh, her uh, iron teeth. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, fuck. Yep. <laughs> Witches have but, iron teeth, literal iron incisor teeth. <laughs> yeah, they're the Iron Teeth Clan, I think. Mm hmm. Well, there's um, there's a couple of clans, and like, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> don't get me into this conversation because I will go into everything, <laughs> including characters that haven't introduced yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I can tell you. Um, here's okay. Well, I I have a a quote from the king in this book, but um, I think you'd have to first uh explain like finish your explanation um of baba yellow legs or yeah well there's a couple things i want to mention about her is um i do like the fact that dorian kind of gets the idea that she's probably a lot older than she says and um mm-hmm. that's that's an interesting foreshadowing into the yellow legs and also future books um where more witches start to appear and I don't know if you want to talk about how uh, Selena and Yellow Legs fare together, or if you want to talk about the king first. <laughs> oh no, yeah, let, yeah, I think we have to go into Selena and and the uh, Baba. So, uh, I, I, we're not going to spoil the this part, but Yellow Legs uh, clearly knows that Selena is more than what she says she is, um, and there's a I'm trying to think of like okay how best pronounce this because I also want to talk about the riddle as well oh yeah so so we got to talk about so a couple of things have happened she's there's a riddle that needs to be solved in order to find all the weird keys which there's three of them uh one of them is unfortunately Elena's tomb and the king of Alderland already has that one and that's how they believe he was able to lock away the magic and then there are two others that they need to find. So um, they talk about the riddle and she clearly knows, Leo Legs knows that there's something up with Selena and she tries to attack her. And Selena, um, after getting knocked out by Yellow Legs, ends up getting free and kills Yellow Legs, decapitating her, which is what yeah. she do. Um, I like this quote. It says, Baba Yellow Legs, oh, I'm oh, sorry, uh, they okay, so they try to disguise themselves when talking to Baba Yellow Legs, um, like especially the prince, because he doesn't. He wants her to think that he's just some like um, some peasant guy from the, the 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 town or the village, and but she she's a fucking witch. She knows who he is. Yeah. And, uh, when she talks to Selena, she says the prince gave me four coins. So she's clearly saying like I know who the fuck he is. There's no fooling me. He came and talked to me about something, and uh, I have no problem sharing that information unless you want to pay me off. Mm-hmm. And she also says, quote, nameless is my price, but gold will do for now. 
but um she tells she tells her she tells selena a bit about the riddle mm-hmm. and what i have the riddle means. up if you want to hear oh, the riddle yes please Okay, so the riddle um, about the Weirkies is by the Volg, three were made of the gate stone of the of the weird, obsidian the gods forbade, and stone they greatly feared. In grief he hid one in the crown of her he loved so well, to keep with her where she lay down inside the starry cell. The second one was hidden in a mountain made of fire, where all men were forbidden despite their great desires. Where the third lies will never be told by voice or tongue or sum of gold. Ooh. And I know the answer to all of those. <laughs> <laughs> because it's already shown where they are. <laughs> but she explains to Selena that this is talking about the weird keys. And she says, quote, the weird governs and forms the foundation of this world, not just Aurelia, but all life. There are worlds that exist beyond your knowledge, worlds that lie on top of each other and don't know it. Right now, you could be standing on the bottom of someone else's ocean. The word or the weird keeps these realms apart. And uh, (laughs) I kind of love this because, um, you know, Selena gets the information that she wants from her. Uh, she finds out that, you know, it's the weird keys and this is, uh, it's the riddle says where the weird keys are, but then she says, um, it says confirming that yellow legs was a blue blooded, blooded iron teeth, which changed nothing. Selena told herself nothing except that she'd have to find a bigger weapon <laughs> that she does, yeah. but she gets like in the back of her wagon and it's. It's kind of like the TARDIS. It's much bigger on the inside. Yeah. And she is getting lost with all these these mirrors. It's just like one of those movies where like they the killer the lures them into the, Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, is that them? No, it's just a reflection. Damn it. And so you you deal with that for a little while. But um Yellow Legs ended up marking her. And uh, when she goes down and talks to Mort, she's like, bitch, it was like, it was the, the riddle is all about weird key locations, isn't it? And he's like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Why didn't you tell me before? You didn't ask the right question. (laughs) I fucking love that sassy bitch. Um, But he tells her, he says, quote, you killed a witch and now you're marked by a witch. It will not be the usual sort of wound. Mort's eyes narrowed. You understand that you may have just landed yourself in a heap of trouble. (laughs) And so that brings us to the question, how are we going to see this manifest in the coming books? Like what kind of trouble is she going to get into? I mean, she's been marked. uh, And, you know, does that mean trouble with other witches? We'll just have to wait and find out. And Jane, don't answer. <laughs> it's more complicated than my cough. I honestly didn't spoil anything. It's far more complicated. <laughs> like I said, I'm trying so hard. And I want to also talk about the end because it leads mm-hmm. into the more um, the more surprising oh, feature yes, yeah. of Selena. So, well, let me just finish with the Baba yeah, Yellow. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, because. Um, I mean, let's give her her due death honoring on yes. what she did to the body. <laughs> she just and disappeared. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, there's just so much stuff to to talk about with 
Baba Yellow Legs, but um, it, it also says in the book that she was a leader, a queen to her clan. When they destroyed the, the I don't know if I'm saying this right, Crochin family? Crocken? I don't know. It's C-R-O-C-H-A-N. I know which ones um, you're talking about, but that one unfortunately didn't have a pronunciation guide to it. <laughs> yeah, I've been calling it the Crochan, so when I've been reading yeah, it. Yeah, I've been calling the Crochan. Uh, they joined the Black Beaks and the Blue Bloods in the Iron Teeth Alliance. They still honor those oaths. So that's kind of saying that, like, hey, in the future, you've got these other Black Beaks and Blue Blood uh, motherfuckers that are coming for her. And they're they're not going to be so kind to her when and if they see her. Um, then it, I'm, I'm so glad that I, I re- went through my notes uh, in the book before... Um, well, I mean, while I'm I'm reading the third one, because a lot of this stuff is just like, oh, shit. Like, I, I don't know how I forgot that. But uh, in particular, there was this one, the um, the Crochins and those who followed them have been in hiding for generations. But the clan and the Iron Teeth Alliance still travel about as Baba did, though many more of them live in the ruined and dark places of the world, content in their wickedness. And I kind of just love that. I'm like, yeah, I, I want to be content in my wickedness, too. <laughs> but finally, the thing with the king is that um, when when all this is going on, he says, <clears throat> like, towards the end of the book, it says, quote, he'd sensed it in his sleep, a sudden shift in the world. It was open for only a few minutes before someone closed it again. And this is the... We'll get into it, but it's it's them basically op- opening a portal to another world. Cain uh, was gone. Who else in the ca- this castle possessed that kind of knowledge or that power in the blood? Was it the same person who killed Baba Yellowlegs? So he knows that Baba Yellowlegs is, is gone. Since he put a hand on Nothung, his sword. Like, what, what do you call it, Nothung? It's just like, it's like nothing, just one letter away from nothing. <laughs> um, Every sword Yellow needs Lake. a name, okay? <laughs> this and one mean people name nothing. it well. <laughs> this is what happens when you give a sword to a four-year-old. They make up sounds and that's its name. I know this, and that's how we ended up with really weird sounding stuffed animals up in their room. <laughs> and he says Yellow Lakes had been a queen among her people, one of the three brutal factions that had destroyed the Crochon family five hundred years ago. They relished erasing much of the wisdom of the Crochin women who had ruled justly for a thousand years. He'd invited the carnival here to meet with her to purchase a few of her mirrors and learn what remained of the Iron Teeth Alliance that had once been strong enough to rip apart the Witch Kingdom. So it it, it wasn't for, you know, his his uh fucking you know, his the youngest son. Yeah, it was he he actually invited her because he in the whole fucking carnival, he just like he deployed them as a guise. Yeah. Yeah. And because uh, really he wanted to talk to the witch, to mm-hmm. Baba Yellowlegs. But that brings the question, and don't you dare answer. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how quiet I need to be. I'm just like, I, uh, God. Well, I don't even know if you'd have the answer for this one. But it, it brings the question for me of what is the deal with her her mirrors? He wanted to purchase one of her mirrors, 
and uh, and obviously the mirrors have some mystic thing going on with them. I don't know if it's like um, they're uh, it's teletransportation or uh, I don't know, but I it, it does bring up that question. Uh huh. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, they open up a portal to another world because uh, Selena wants to just talk to Nehemia again. She was her best friend and like her best ally in the in the entire kingdom. And they had an argument before she was killed so horrendously because the um, as it turns out, she's not killing anybody that the king is sending her out to assassinate. Yeah, they, she's, she's been just, faking their deaths. Yeah, and helping them get away. Yeah, so and, they can um, pretend to be dead. So nobody ends up dying on, um, because Selene didn't fil- finish her uh, job. So she's she's trying to mm-hmm. play, she's trying to at least make sure that Nehemia and her family and everybody's are safe, but she's also making sure she doesn't actually have to murder these people that the king wants murdered. So, except yeah, one. <laughs> as it turns out, ne- uh, Nehemia has been leading this resistance and she comes clean to Nehemia and says I actually haven't killed anybody and Nehemia's like oh shit you're not a bitch and <laughs> so she she tries to get her to uh work with her and the the rebellion but she says no I I'm I just want to get like Jane was saying before I just want to get my money eat my cake Get my fancy clothes and get the fuck out of here. Serve my time. Get the fuck out. Yeah, because she only has to serve four years. And I think mm-hmm. at this point she's already serving like six months at least. So it's she's she's just trying to get through what is the rest of her service so she can get the hell out of there. And yeah. Yeah. And they... So Nehemia calls her a coward. Mm-hmm. And then that's the last thing. That's the, the last thing she she They say to each the... other before she gets murdered. Yeah like and, horrendously murdered yeah no it's they say that it's it's a very very gruesome scene of how uh selena finds uh nehemia in her bedroom so and she ends up being this is kind of the this is kind of the sad part is uh, the person who ends up um killing her is one of the guys that the king actually sent selena to murder because he was part yeah. of the rebel group um but she knew nehemia knew that that was part of the plan so it's she knew that she was going to get murdered and it's it's mm-hmm. it, it's one of, it's honestly like I, I i understand why she died at the same time it just sucks because <laughs> i really oh, liked her totally as a character she sucked she was she was such a great strong female character and she yes. clearly had such a good heart um she sacrificed she basically sacrificed that- to the greater good <laughs> yeah exactly and i i was hoping that she was going to end up with with dorian oh yeah because they get they kind of get a little bit flirty yeah and i think like she's brought to the kingdom kind of like a potential uh yeah for him another alliance sort of created through marriage Mm -hmm. it's like oh stop rebelling look your daughter is married to my son the king and i can't hurt the kingdom of the of my daughter-in-law so yeah we, mm-hmm. you know, yeah <laughs> this is my view on arranged royal marriages <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but i gotta say like the most heartbreaking moment in the the entire thing was well i guess there are two there's one where she's like 
uh, Selena is just screeching out this, and it's not even pretty the way she's doing it, but she is like screeching out this like, dirge. Yeah, a funeral her, dirge um, at uh, Nehemia's grave, and uh, uh, Kale, um, I believe, is the one who's watching her, and yeah. he even says it's not beautiful. She had like he's basically said like, look, she's kind of tone deaf. She's just pouring her heart into this dirge, and he's thinking like, I've never, I haven't heard this language before, and so he starts looking into it. Like which um, which uh, cultures or kingdoms, whatever, have this language and this um, funeral dirge, and that's kind of like when he starts looking more into her. Mm-hmm. But the the most heartbreaking line was, and I am I am so glad that I, I read it before my dad passed away. But it's um, quote how absurd. How utterly absurd and useless that her heart still beat and Nehemia's didn't. And I was like, oh, fuck. I feel this, like, real deep. Real fucking deep. Because it's just that survivor's guilt. Because, like, Nehemia is, in Selena's eyes, like, the best of all of them. But she, she was murdered horrendously. But here's... Adderland's assassin still still living still breathing and it's just like oh god <laughs> like that one actually hurt but it it does it, it does in a horrible way it does what it needs to do is she does mm-hmm. turn you know towards the yeah. enemies of the king and um do you want to get into the last part of this well, it's or, what do you call it? The it's part of the hero's journey of like she gets the call to action, and then there's that push that makes her actually fucking do it. Because the hero's journey almost always has to start off with the call to action, and and the hero going, "Nah, nah, fam, I'm good, thanks." Yeah. But then, <laughs> what does this have to do with me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Me. <laughs> but then something has to happen to give them that the fire under their ass to make them get going. Well, and it leads into, I've always been curious, and this is the thing that I'm learning more as I read, and again, I'm trying not to reveal too much, is how much did Nehemia know about Selena and her background? Mm -hmm. Because Selena starts to reveal certain things, that um, her parents were killed um, when she was a little girl, uh, that the head of the Assassin's League found her and trained her. And she just, and it was supposed to be very brutal and emotional training, yeah. uh, physically training. So I that's why she she's kind of fucked eight. up. Yeah, she and was eight years felt old. Her, or felt, felt her, good lord. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Watching a documentary on the, the, um, the fucking uh, uh, doctor for the, the gymnastics, uh, the U.S. gymnastics team. That, so I'm, yeah, I, I can't remember his name, but let's uh, just, yeah, I know who you're talking about. So yeah, but I I know his name, but I don't want to fucking share it because that's fine. That guy, that's fine. I can't remember right. it, and I'm glad I don't at the moment. So, <laughs> but um, anyway, he found her on um, didn't it say like she, he found her when she was eight years old, like on yes. the beach or something. Yes, but as it turns out, he found her washed up on the beach. Yes, I'm just like I'm like, how much do I again say? It's like, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. 
Well, you can share that because that's at the end of the the thing. But um, I <laughs> will have thing. to say that a- another part that I like, I really, really felt was when um, Dorian was laughing at something uh, Selena was saying, and she she said, um, uh, "quote She hadn't realized how much she missed that sound. Not just his laugh, but her own too. Any laugh, really, even if it felt wrong to laugh these days, she missed it." And it's like with my with my dad, like I I I felt that to my core. Like I just, um, my brother and I were watching um, the last drive-in with Joe Bob, and. I remember laughing at one point and I was thinking like, you know, I felt guilty for laughing, but at the same time it was just like, yes, I, I need to laugh right now. But it's, ugh. I, I, I've always said, I, I can't imagine what you're going through, but it's, it's one of those strange things where again, like you said, you don't feel right doing it, but sometimes you need that weird normal just so that yeah. you don't, go insane <laughs> so that you don't exactly. like wallow in absolute self misery i think i think that that was like yeah. the only thing i was trying to do for you is every so often i would send you like <laughs> little things <laughs> yes. like like you can talk whenever but mm. here's a picture of like something silly i saw <laughs> <laughs> so did our our friend uh juan he's been like uh he always sends me like some silly shit on on facebook like just memes and stuff and and I told him what was going on. He was like, yeah, I know. I'm just doing my part. It's <laughs> like, thank you. I, I really need, fucking need this right now. But um, I'm just saying that like the whole book was, I I hate to say it, but like I, I read the first one and I just put it down for a very long time. And until like you were telling me that, you know, it gets better and, you know, to keep reading and so I I read the second one just sort of recently and I was like, oh shit, this is like, this is, it's not just better, but it's like way fucking better. And it's just, I felt like it was really, really emotional and it just, you know, it takes you there with her throughout the whole thing, throughout the whole adventure. And I really liked this one. So yeah. if you and didn't like the first one, check out the second one. Yeah, the, we just spoiled everything. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, you can still read it. I mean, I left a lot out because I know that if I start talking about it, I'd probably go into the things that I know in other books. So I like, I've been ah. really every single time, just sort of like, I, <laughs> just see like I, I'm like literally clenching my fist every so often, going like, can't say it, don't have a a, a stress ball to squeeze. <laughs> Well, she gets uh, pissed with uh, with Kale. Like, pissed doesn't quite put it. Um, she tries to murder him. Right. Yeah, because she because th- he didn't. Um, apparently, the King of Adderland told him that someone had placed the threat on Nehemia's life, and he did not tell Selena. And so now she's pissed because he knew about it. And should have been in her mind protecting Nehemia, but he let her die. And so she's royally pissed at him and tries to kill him and probably would have killed him. But Dorian steps in with his magic. Ice attack. And yeah, <laughs> I like that. Ice attack. Elsa. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, Dorian becomes Elsa. <laughs> let it go. <laughs> Oh my god, yes. Um, 
Yeah, if anybody wants to draw that mashup for me, much appreciated. <laughs> Cole didn't bother Dorian anyway. Um, but um, now, you know, that's the only way he saves Kale's life. But now Kale has this uh, scar on his face from her scratching and gouging in his face. And um, they put her in the um, in the prison, basically. And they keep uh, sedating her, her water. And well, in that she, time, she also finds out that um, Caltain is also down mm-hmm. there. And because um, yeah. she's also just as sedated and stuff and out of and it. And they've been mistreating Caltain like yeah. really bad. And she's freezing down there. And so she gives her her cloak before, you know, being put there as a prisoner. Because she goes to her looking for answers. And um, she doesn't get them, but like Caltaine seems batshit now, and she's saying, you know, the that she's not sleeping, and that they keep sending in the crows, mm-hmm. and she's she can't sleep because of the sound of the crows, and um, Selena's basically, yeah, all right, yeah. <laughs> and so then she tells. Uh, Kale, hey, dude, your uh, your guys have been really mistreating her. Like they've been beating her and letting her freeze. And there's there's um, an allusion to that. Um, Parrington, who's still technically her fiance, is going down there and um, possibly yeah. um, sexually assaulting her as well. There's there's the right. allusion to that as well. Um, I'm not. We shouldn't probably gloss over that. So, and, and it yeah. it kind of gives you an idea of she may be crazy because of all the abuse she's facing, um, mm-hmm. and that's as far as I'm going to take it. <laughs> but in the first book, she was getting she was taking stuff for her migraines, like she yeah, they, would get really really bad migraines. Well, they kept kind of they kept um, getting an idea that because she's smoking a pipe, so it's sort of like a version of opium. Right. So it just yeah. makes it sound like she's kind of a drug addict, you know? Yeah, like and a, she's having withdrawals. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what you're shutting up. <laughs> like, mm. Well, and in this book too, they 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 do allude to that that like she's got something in her blood that they want, to, which makes them want to keep her around. But what is it? Don't fucking know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um... <laughs> oh, damn it. anyway, this she, is a wall um... next to me that I really want to punch right now. <laughs> Can't say anything. She's let out of the prison eventually, and Selena, she's, yeah, Selena, but she's still not okay with Kale. Um, but you could tell that there's still something there, and they, they he, had, yeah, they. We should probably have mentioned that Kale and Selena end up having an actual love affair, and yeah, and she actually like he's her first. He takes her virginity, and, and she takes his. Yeah, and like, yep, there's, I'm gonna take that. A, Oh no, uh, he's actually um well actually not. I have to re rethink that one. But yeah, I, I just like it's like oh we oh. did in the closet. Like when Nehemia is still alive, she's yeah. talking to Nehemia about like oh we did here, we did here. It's like <laughs> like oh this is what it's like when it's your first time <laughs> with your first boyfriend <laughs> or girlfriend. <laughs> But yeah, they're just like doing it like fucking rabbits, like all over the place. Cause you know, they're, they are 18, 19, 18, so. 19. Yeah. Yeah. Um, teenagers. So of course. Young. Yeah. But now they hate, well, <laughs> now like they, she, like I said, she still feels something for him and he still obviously feels 
deeply for her. It's just, she's still obviously royally angry at him um, for a lot of just And he finds out that, yeah, exactly, yeah. And then he finds out, like, he's going through her stuff in her room and finds her will where she leaves everything to him. And she just kind of walks in and she just kind of ignores him and with her back to him she says yeah it uh it it hasn't changed you're the only one in my life that like where who to whom i could leave this and but then she also says basically now get the fuck out yeah and he um he said something he thinks he's being all tricksy and saving her by um because he's he's like um what is it a duke or lord or something he's not a he's not a prince but he's oh, okay uh, he's he, yeah he's he's the uh, son of a lord um of a lord who yeah. didn't uh, not want his son to be captain of the royal guard so yeah. his his father wants him to come back marry a well-to-do lady and be heir have kids Mm-hmm. rural lordship blah 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 <laughs> yeah, and blah 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 and so he he strikes a bargain with his dad who just happens to be visiting at the time um that was kind of clunky to me honestly like his my dad explanation or his dad coming in <laughs> no his dad just being there and like they don't really explain too much about like what he's doing there but his dad's there so he says all right, I will strike a deal with you. Um, I will, uh, I'll stop being the captain of the Royal Guard. I will come back home and I will take my seat as the the heir. But you have to convince the king to get uh, his assassin, Selena, to assassinate the king and the prince of uh, Terrasan, which is where uh, Selena is from. Well, and, and it's also the last place where magic still exists. Exactly. Yes. And so he sends her there and thinking like, well, he's he's the hero. He's saving her. She's just going to, you know, uh, take refuge or uh, seek asylum in Terrison and she'll never have to come back and never have to... Um, assassinate anyone else for the the king of Adderlin. Well, you're, you're glossing over the part as to why he also thinks that it's a safe place for her. Cause he doesn't know up until then, like sending her to Restian is a good idea because we got to get to the creature. Oh. Yes, please do. Okay. So <laughs> this was the, um, and major spoiler oh, to God, who... how could I forget that? I know. I'm just here, like, you glossed over something major. Yes. So <laughs> she's trying to, she wants to open a portal so she could talk to Nehemia because mm-hmm. she needs to talk to her. She misses her so fucking much. And I get it. But and she, she said some really says... horrible shit to her at the end. And we all have that feeling yes. where we want to take back words that we said. And, um, and they open a portal, but during that time when they open up the portal, a creature, and that's all they're going to call it, is a creature steps out. Mm-hmm. And um, at the same time, Kaol and uh, Dorian um, mm-hmm. come in as the creature is stepping out. And they are able to dispatch the creature, but at the same time, um, a the dog Fleetfoot that in the first book was given mm-hmm. to Selena by Dorian as a puppy and is now a... I, I, who loves Nehemia, by the way? Oh yeah, loves, like, he will only play fetch with Nehemia, and then like 
Selena throws a stick and he's like, and she's like, what the fuck? I'm not, yeah. I'm not going to chase that. What are you, what are you doing? Well, and Fleetfoot <laughs> runs into the portal and uh, Kale mm-hmm. goes to save the dog and Selena follows. And when she gets into that land, her form changes into that of a fae. So it's revealed mm-hmm. that she's um, actually part of the fae realm. And when she leaves the portal, because the magic is, you know, the magic exists in the portal and they end up escaping, get out of the portal. She returns to her Selena form, the Fae form disappears. And so that's why he thinks like, oh, she'll be safer there because she'll be with her people. You yeah. know, it's all magic there. She can be and safe. And in her Fae form, she kicked like all the ass. Yes. <laughs> she just kind of destroyed the land surrounding the portal door. Yeah, Faye are definitely, and I'm not clearly not going to give this away because she's clearly a badass in this one. Faye are supposed to be incredibly strong in this mm-hmm. world. And they clearly and would old. be a threat to the king if they ever decided um, to invade and try to get magic right. back into that world. So there's there's the motivation there, obviously, of the king, which is still a shitty motivation because it cost a lot of people who were magic practitioners their lives and a livelihood. And that's when the king says he he'd sense it in his sleep, a sudden shift in the world. Mm-hmm. Yep, is when that uh, portal opens. Mm-hmm. And uh, but now Kale's the only one who's seen her in her fae form, and he he's determined not to tell Dorian. Mm-hmm. But then <laughs> now Kale doesn't know about Dorian's magic. Right, it's just uh, yeah. No, Selena he's K- knows. Kale, yes, Selena was the one who noticed it. Um, yeah. Well, uh, Kale was kind of having his face ripped out. Yeah, at the same time. yeah it's a Dorian little hard to notice magic. certain things so when you're having Selena your face ripped. Selena knows that Dorian has magic, mm-hmm. but uh, but Kale doesn't know, and Kale knows that she's Fay, but Dorian doesn't know that. So. <laughs> 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 I feel like Sorry. at the end there should be like a weird curvy enthusiasm moment <laughs> where yes. then there's just like the youngest brother to stand there like do 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 we need like a chart <laughs> of who knows but don't worry the chart doesn't matter in the third book you'll be fine oh, good. <laughs> there's gonna be another chart that you'll need <laughs> But, but yeah, so he's thinking that she's going to be safe in Terrison. Yes, and at the end, the final ultimate big reveal is um, it's something that Selena clearly knew from the beginning and has been keeping secret for a long time, mm-hmm. is that she is the lost princess of Terrison, Eileen Galath... You say it. <laughs> Galathinian? Galathinius, yes. Eileen... Um, Galathinius. Eileen Galathinius. And... and- she tells she kind of she doesn't like come out and tell him yeah she tells him a riddle and he figures it out fairly quickly which means that that was a riddle that he was able to solve really easily (laughs) he gives her the or she gives him the date of uh like a date doesn't even give him a year she just gives him a day and then um he goes back like what the fuck and then he thinks about he's like why did she just give me her birthday and no year and then he realizes oh that's also when her parents died and he looks it up in like a history book and sees that the uh the family was murdered and uh they were had they had said that they had killed the eight-year-old daughter uh 
Elaine, whatever her name is. <laughs> See, it's harder when you have or, to do it on cue. <laughs> Island. Island, yes. Galathinius. Um, and they threw the, the body into the the river or the water. Mm-hmm. Yep, and that's, yeah, as it, and it turns adds out, up to then the dead. assassin, uh, the head of the Assassin's League finding her. So it's supposed to all connect. And she is the lost Fae princess mm-hmm. of Terrison. And her great-great-grandmother was Faye. And I'm thinking that it sounds like Elena was her great-great-grandmother, which would make sense that Elena would be talking to her. But anyway, uh, she says in the book, it says, uh, then she did the most reckless thing she'd ever done in her life. She stood on her toes and whispered the words into his ear. The words that would make him understand, understand why it was so important to her and why, what it means when she said she would return and he would hate her forever for it once he understood. And because I think she's saying like when she returns, it's not going to be this triumphant return that he's expecting. She's not going to be like, hey, I killed the prince and the king, whatever. Um, she's coming back with a fucking army. Yeah, because if she can prove herself, she is, she possibly has an army behind her. Um, Yeah, she's going to be fighting him and she's going to kill the fuck out of the king. Yes. And that's, (laughs) yeah, that's, I've, (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. but it also, like, once he gets it, it says the memory hit him like a brick to the face. That Yulmus morning when Selena had looked so uncomfortable to re- be receiving the golden arrow of Deanna, the arrow of Mab. Because Mab is uh, one of the three, was it, Fake like, original? Yeah, yeah, she's, yeah. She's, she's still alive. I'm not, I'm just going to give that away. She's still alive. She's there. Mm-hmm. And she is, um, again, one other thing that I was going to get away from the other books, but she is, um, it's either the aunt or great aunt um, to Selena. I think it's great aunt. Yeah. And... I'm trying to remember the exact distance between them. So, but yeah, she's the great aunt of Selena. So she's so going back. She... She's going home. <laughs> yeah. She's going home. And like in the, in the first book, like they, they kind of alluded to all this stuff, but they didn't, they didn't like pick it up. And uh, I was glad that he mentioned it because I totally forgot about it. Because in the first book is when she gets that, uh, the golden arrow of Mab. Mm-hmm. And she's just kind of like really uncomfortable and like really awkward with it. <laughs> and that's because that's her fucking great great aunt or great aunt, whatever. And she's yeah. the rightful heir to the throne of Terrason. Yeah, it's I'm just again. <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna have uh, witches coming. Uh, more lots witches. of witches coming. Lots of witches coming. This just lays down the um, groundwork for um, the witches. Is our first witch, Bobby Yellow Legs. But trust mm. me, this. It gets you're gonna love the world world building that this book that these this series does. And there's gonna be obviously a lot more characters. You're gonna be introduced to the Fae characters as well. Mm-hmm. Um I will say that if anybody has ever read um a court of thorns and roses, oh, I was yeah. I think I always cross across those. Um the Fae are very similar um to that. So she does uh Sarah J. Moss doesn't stray too much from the personalities of them. But it's 
the witches are i love when when there's a chapter about the witches it's probably one of my favorite chapters and then there's additional characters um that i'm not going to say out loud because um i don't want to give away the names but they become also just as amazing and you also get some more uh like I like I said, I was really sad when Nehemia died, but there's some mm. other really amazing women who are coming up in this series that are worth following. I already loved the one that that they mentioned uh, with. Um, oh, I'm not going to give anything away. Yeah, don't, 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 tell because like I'll say it out loud, not thinking, <laughs> and we'll say it off mic. We'll do it off mic. <laughs> But the it it's just it's getting better, and I I have to I do have to say that with Court of uh of Thorns and Roses, it just that one just jumps right the fuck in. It like spends half the the first book saying like you know building stuff up, but then it's just like and shit's gonna happen. Go, but with the riddle in in this book, it made me think of the Court of Thorns and Roses with the the Mountain of Fire. Mm-hmm. but um because or a cave in the mountain of fire something like that because it's very similar to yeah um, the the one challenge that um i can't remember how to pronounce her name but i was one pronounce as freya has to solve and that's when they learned she also still can't read <laughs> but <yes. laughs> it's like oh shit <laughs> as opposed to uh to um selena uh, uh, selena or... who's like a very voracious reader or voracious, uh, she uh well she's not only a reader she can also play piano like um yeah she's been really well trained is um what is is kind of what you're getting hints of is that somebody trained her in areas from language to obviously killing and it's not just the person who trained her to be an assassin though he did he was a part of that i think he was somebody who taught Mm -hmm. her how to play piano and you're gonna learn a lot more about the assassins league as well like that's that, that uh, <laughs> I see her thinking like, yeah, he's an interesting character, and those those moments are also probably some of my favorite move, moments. But we'll talk more about that later, <laughs> as I'm trying really hard not to say anything, even though I'm not even finished. Like there are things where I'm like, oh, uh, you know, I I don't have the answer to it. Like I I legitimately don't have an answer to the mirrors right now. So when you're uh, talking about them, like I don't have it yet. <laughs> so you're, okay, we're cool. okay. Yeah, we're okay. There are other things come up. Oh yeah, and there are but there are other things where I I seriously like, and you heard it. Me trying to go like, I can't, I can't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sarah J. Moss is very good at planting little seeds that yes. like that you even forget about, and then it comes back like, oh right. Yeah, because <laughs> like, she ties on it its, up on its own throne of glass, like you said. It, it did take me a little bit of time to then pick up Crown of Midnight after. I was like, oh, that's okay. I can see where there's some people who said, I read uh, Court of Thorns and Roses first, and then I picked up Throne of Glass, and it's not mm-hmm. that great. Um, but then other people are saying, like, just keep reading that it. Was me. So, well, yeah, you said that, but I, <laughs> that was but, me, and you were the one saying, keep reading. Yeah, and that, well, and that was after I'd said, like, and I followed that. I was like, okay, I'll keep reading it. That was like, oh, oh, okay. Now. <laughs> Now I get it. <laughs> now I see and, why this uh, is actually a really good series. I remember like when we first became friends, I was like, oh, you read that book too? <laughs> <laughs> and then we're so both like, good. why is it in the young adult section? <laughs> yes. <laughs> because it had it had won like something for uh, the Goodreads Awards. 
and in the young adult, and I'm like, oh no. It's in the young adult <laughs> section at Barnes and Noble. <laughs> oh yeah, I'd believe it. But it's it's weird because it's like readers, there's a lot of sexy stuff in there. <laughs> well, not like a lot, but there it's it's pretty damn graphic. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I see it going, like, yeah, <laughs> I remember that scene in my head. <laughs> it's not like, it's, it's, I mean, maybe we should preface it's not like um, the Sleeping Beauty trilogy by um, Anne Rice. It's nothing like that. <laughs> but it's in between, no. <laughs> um, I was about to say, like, it's in between, um, oh God, now I totally, um, the Hunger Games and. Mm-hmm the Anne Rice trilogy of that yeah, little set. Yeah, it's like in between fair. those two. <laughs> oh, and with that, uh, I should say, please listen, subscribe, rate, and review Bedknobs and Broom Flicks, especially on Apple Podcasts and maybe over on Podchaser. We really appreciate it. It helps us immensely. And with that, I want to thank Arcana because they left us such an amazing, amazing review on Apple. And I thank you from the bottom of our hearts. That was very, very uh, heartwarming to read your comment. And um, it it made me blush so hard it hurt. So (laughs) thank you so much. It was very, very touching. Very, very sweet of you. And uh, remember, you could find Benubs and Broomflakes on Facebook, Uh, Instagram and on Twitter. Although I'm going to be honest, I'm more active on Twitter. Um, I tend to forget about the other two. And I just chime in when I see something interesting. So I'm, (laughs) I'm even further in the background. (laughs) But uh, you can find us at Broomflix. It's B-R-O-O-M-F-L-I-C-K-S. Or you can write to us at Broomflix at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Uh, you can find me on the weekly podcast, Cage's Kiss, the Nicholas Cage podcast. We uh, we j- just had a recording uh, the, a couple nights ago for Pay the Ghost, which is a fucking amazing short story written by Tim Levin. But it is not an amazing movie. Um, but I will say the movie features a witch. <laughs> So bringing Nick Cage back. Okay. <laughs> we are going to watch a season of The Vampire Diaries before we Damn watch it. that. You owe me. Oh, <laughs> you no, no, fucking no, no. owe me. I care about you too much to make you watch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> We're still watching The Vampire Diaries. <laughs> But uh, also, you can find me on Dispatches of Disassociation, where I play Lal. And I I am having a freaking ball. It's a great story. Seriously, check it out. It's uh, Dispatches of Disassociation. It's a lot of fun. And they're short episodes, unlike us. I don't know what that's all about. <laughs> Jane, where can the people find you? You'll find me being late to pick up my son and also trying to muffle the microphone as our um, family dog is barking in the background. And it's like, oh, a leaf moved in the front yard again. And I'm looking at the sound bar and it's like, oh, oh, oh. 
I'm just like, damn it. Sorry, I'm trying to make this quick. It's okay. I, it's I, not, I mean, you can't control our dog. So I'm just like, gosh, shit. Oh, I'd okay. like to thank Doug Walters and Redwire Blackwire for allowing us to use their song Compass. Go check out their music and the music from Doug's new band, Oddness. And Jane, what are we doing next week? Uh, next week, we will be chatting about Sleeping Beauty, the Disney version. Don't go and read <laughs> the Anne Rice version of Sleeping Beauty. Or do it, whatever. I mean, do it if you want to, but it's it's not going to be what we're covering. You're going to be wondering why we're talking about the fairy godmothers and everything when you're sitting there. Whatever tickles your pickle. <laughs> There's a lot of pickle tickling in that. <laughs> you can't find uh sleeping beauty the original one on disney plus Um, yes they have all their original almost all their originals yeah they're not gonna have a song of the south (laughs) and they're changing that ride yes about fucking time well and, and um it wasn't the petition it turns out um well at least they say it wasn't they said they've been planning on renovating it for a while because as i'm sure most of people have pointed out to them who the heck knows what this is from and it makes no contextual sense whatsoever and i don't (laughs) think they can um try to release something that would make it make sense like this with pirates of caribbean you know they're Mm -hmm. like oh well let's just turn this into a movie and it ends up making like billions (laughs) of dollars it's like oh let's do this haunted mansion and that didn't work out (laughs) and there we all remember that uh pirates too yeah, I, I don't get the point of that. Just let it I be. I don't either. Let it be. It's okay. Don't need to reboot everything. <laughs> I mean, have, but, have have they... I'm trying to think of, like, a ride they haven't done. Like, what's Space Mountain supposed to be? Oh, they could do oh, the Matterhorn? They could do a movie for the Matterhorn? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I think they were talking about it for a while. I think that is what ended up becoming um, uh, Frozen. Because that was supposed to be based off of the uh, the Ice Queen. Oh, okay. Because well, in the anyway. at least in the Matterhorn in Los Angeles, there's a Yeti in there. So yeah. maybe maybe they're gonna change I love it. The Matterhorn. I love it too. And I took uh, my kid on it when we went to Disneyland for his birthday, and I forgot about the Yeti. And <laughs> and it's really dark and it's night. It's like the last ride we're going on, and it's like it's so pitch black in there. And then it's like, and I'm <laughs> I'm behind. Like, he doesn't cry. He didn't cry the whole time, but I could feel him tensing up. <laughs> as a light trying to hold him and stuff. he's like oh so like, can we go back to small world <laughs> <laughs> so yeah ne- uh next week we will be or not next week but i'm sorry uh yeah two, two weeks, weeks from now yeah yeah we're gonna be covering sleeping beauty but that gives you a whole month to uh read the uh the third installment in the throne of glass series uh air of fire mm-hmm. so Which... uh get to it we're gonna be covering it Yep, and then Jane will have to be silent about other things then. <laughs> I gotta tell you some stuff off mic, because okay. I'm not gonna reveal characters, but yeah, I gotta tell you some stuff off mic before I head out, so yeah. So until then. Like, <laughs> What's that got to do with my knob? Oh, you're gonna have so many more knobs soon. <laughs> <laughs> knobs to come. Knobs to come in this series, knobs to come. <laughs> Hi, I'm Dietrich. 
I'm Alex. And I'm Ben. We're from the podcast That Song From That Movie, the journey through the very best and worst of movie songs. We want you to join us on our voyage across the cinematic sound waves as we take a deep dive on a new song and movie each week to figure out just what makes them tick. Already we've set sail with Celine Dion on the Titanic, found a friend in Toy Story, and gotten drenched out in the rain with Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Hopefully each breakdown allows us to answer the ultimate question of what's better, the movie or the song. Or at least learn something new along the way. Just like learning that Toy Story 4 is a meaningless cash grab without a soul. You can subscribe right now on all good podcast platforms. If you use one of the bad ones, then that's on you, and we can't be held responsible. Subscribe to That Song from That Movie.